Welcome back to Movie Trilogies Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro. And uh, we are here talking about uh, our, our favorite show to hate, but then not really hate. I don't, I don't even know where I stand on Snowpiercer anymore. <laughs> we're talking season three of Snowpiercer. Uh, we're doing the first four episodes. So that's The Tortoise and the Hare, The Last to Go, The First Blow, and Bound by One Track. Um, before we get into this, like I said, I, if you're new to Snowpiercer and haven't watched it and you're like, I wonder if this is a good show. I, I, I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is, but at the same time, and maybe this is just because I think we kind of started this, we started what season two, right? When the quarantine stuff happened, that mm-hmm. it's almost as ridiculous and stupid as the show is, it's becoming really like, Oh wait, no people do this in real life. Yeah. So it's almost super realistic in how dumb it is. And I just, I don't I know it, what to do anymore. <laughs> I think it's a good show, but for terrible reasons. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's, it's, it's good for like, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> like when you watch the movie, it feels out of reach. It mm-hmm. feels unacceptably beyond what it feels like an ex- ex- the extreme. Like Wuhang took this these realistic and logical circumstances and he built this allegory, right? Mm-hmm. You know, baby tastes like chicken mm-hmm. and, and all these other things. It feels be- like outside of enough. And then even when we got the very first season and they were kind of following along in some of those steps, you had the edge of soap opera-esque because that's where the mess happened. And then slowly you started to realize Oh God, no. Okay, I still like the mess. It's cool. I like the mess because then they started digging into all the relationships. You started getting the backstory of the people on the train. It stopped just being about the the apocalyptic nature and what it drives people to. You had a whole detective story line going on because this really did start out as like a procedural. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened. The season got truncated short. They probably had to do a lot of closed room kind of shooting for bubble situations. So whereas I don't think that they kind of deviated, but I do think that they kind of smashed some things together and leaned heavier, more heavily into the the character design and character art and character dealt portions of things and got to development. And now you're back to them trying to reincorporate this idea of outside Mm-hmm. But we're full on down the well of like general hospital for, you know, future sci-fi nerds at this point. And I don't know if it's possible to clean up this mess. It's it's just like I'm watching. I, I've watched these four episodes and all I can think mm-hmm. of is just like, oh, it's a cycle. You guys just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And because no one knows what they're doing. And it's just great. I'm like, just just in these first four episodes, like. Leighton's lost his fucking mind. Okay, let's ju- we should just admit that right now. Leighton's fucking <laughs> lost it. Um, the uh, the people that should be running the train aren't. You know, um, it's so funny seeing how far um, Ruth has come because I'm like, now Ruth should actually be running the train at this point because she's like the only one right. that you know she messed up at the beginning. She knew she's she's. She's a, she's understands how what she did and and what they were doing on that train before was wrong, but she has you know and when you see what she's been doing the last I guess it was six months 
uh, between uh, when the um, Snowpiercer detached from Big Alice. Um, when you when you see what she's doing in this, you can t- see she's she's trying to not just atone, but she really cares about the people of Snowpiercer, right? Like well, that is her number one per- priority. Yeah, I really feel like she's the only one who hasn't really lost focus on what mission essential is but mm-hmm. she's also the only one who was really in the loop across multiple cars multiple mm-hmm. classes multiple situations and stations but, and she was and but but i also don't think i don't think Layton's lost his mind any more than he had at the beginning because i don't no. think he's ever really been in his right mind ever since he was like eating people and then decided he was gonna go kill some cannibals That's i true. zero believe that Layton has ever been in his right mind but if you mean the whole you know oxygen deprivation i now yeah, have no. a vision late <laughs> yeah messiah if that's the term you're talking about <laughs> yeah messiah lead uh, but, but going back to ruth real quick uh it's funny i was gonna make this point too is that while ruth is has always kind of been in the know it's also she's always at the same level she's not really in the know right She's never yeah, really well, she truly been she's not in power. Right. She's never really truly been true in her circle. She's always been the and everybody who's always run Snowpiercer knows to keep Roof as that person in between them and what's really going on and the and the train. And she's doing they're doing the same thing to her now, right? It's like she still I'm, I was actually surprised that they brought her in and let her knew let her know that uh yeah, Asha is not really from New Eden, and we're relying like shit. Like well, I thought I will they were... say this: Layton has learned one lesson: don't lie to Ruth about major things when there's a possibility yeah. you might need Ruth to help you clean up your mess later. Yeah, I mean he's learned that lesson, but then I'm like he, it's like Layton learns a lesson and then unlearns like three others. It's like when he shows up and is like, yeah, 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 we're gonna we're gonna free election, and then. Wrath again, you're gonna lie. Like Layton, you gotta, you gotta massage. Like it, he's come. I know what it is. Layton has no situational awareness. Uh-oh. He has zero situational awareness. And like I, I really got the. I, I feel like four um, was kind of like not a filler episode, but it, it was needed because the first three I feel like were so hot, fast paced, uh, and what they were doing. So much was going on that you kind of needed four to kind of slow things down. But I feel like four episode four had a lot of important information of like. Yeah, Leighton, um, you still don't understand how much of a trouble you're in, right? Like, when he had that conversation with Pike, and Pike was trying to tell him, it's like, you left us. You left us, and I well, understand you did it for a reason, but you left the train, and people almost froze. We lost people. Like, you know, they lost, uh, what was it, uh, Strong Boy, right? Who's been there for like three fucking seasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you lost some serious people um, while you were all chasing, you know, the stuff. You guys had heat, you guys had food, you had all this stuff. We had nothing. We were back to living that life that you were living when we first started. You Under and the even worse. Fire train into the tail. Right. And even worse because now Wilford is in charge and. Wilford is terrible, right? Like, but also, not only is Wilford in charge, but the people who he's already picked as his chosen mm-hmm. is essential. They've already been there, done that. So they mm-hmm. have a certain understanding and a willingness to continue to look towards him because he's already seen them through something like this. Right. So, and he, they also know that whatever he's doing in the science car totally worked at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, right. And, and that's my and, and that's where I like 
I understand Leighton saying we have this, we have to, we have the momentum. Let's let's push forward towards this new New Eden and try to do this and, and get the train on board and get them. To, and I'm like, yeah, but like you, you're not aware of the fact that you need to take care of home first. But all he's means not are. a leader. He's and, never and, been and, a leader, right? Because he's he refuses to pay any attention to the mistakes mm-hmm. that his predecessor made. I mean, Melanie flat out said. I became him. Mm-hmm. And Layton is making the same types of lie-based judgment calls and mm-hmm. decisions that Wilford made. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I recognize and acknowledge that we are now living post the experience of how people, we know exactly how people <laughs> will behave <laughs> in a pandemic and in a crisis situation their demand that we behave as though it's endemic, AKA something we just have to deal with. I recognize that I'm looking at this now and looking at these personalities and they're not quite so outlandish. They're not quite so unreasonable because we've now seen examples of everyone who's on this train in real life in the last two years. Everyone. Mm -hmm. We've also seen examples of what happens at the leadership level when they refuse to acknowledge that they have to pivot how they think that these problems should be handled if they want democracy and unity to to be real. Mm -hmm. And that you can't build equity on oppression, unacknowledged, unremediated. Right? So... Yeah, and well, and I think that's why, that's why I'm so drawn to this show because of what we've been through the last two years in real life. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? Now at this point, yeah, what would would have what would have annoyed me and just frustrated me? I'm now like, no, makes sense. Like I'm now like I'm I'm way more forgiving at this point. I'm like, no, 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 this makes sense. This is just like you know it's it, it, quite frankly i felt like it it's a lot like what we're dealing with now you know democrats take over you don't you have a razor thin major, uh, majority can't really do much you're hamstrung and everything's on fire or better yet everybody thinks all you needed to do was replace a couple people yep. and everything's supposed to be fine yep. because we put you there but no one wants to give you any time to do right. the work it's kind of yep. like we were talking at the end where they had just gone through this pitch battle and now wilford throws up mm-hmm. before they even get a chance to take a breath mm-hmm. they're in another situation to where it could be a crisis situation turning yeah and, and then it yeah. turns out that everybody gets to breathe that slight sigh of relief right right and 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 I get it, and and like and you know what I'm saying, leading to his fucking mind, oxygen deprivation, and I'm um I'm really mad that nobody else around him has been like, hey buddy, maybe we should, you know, because you know sometimes you need you need people around you. Looking at you, Kanye, you need people around you to tell you about you, what you need to hear, not Look, what you want to hear. Pride. Right, that's some pride this shit. Um, but like, vision. right, what decision? But, Which track are you picking this from? Right, what you know. Like, right. why are we doing? But but I also have a problem with the way that they're now playing Bess, because Bess is another person who's never truly lost her connection to being outside the inner circle. But she damn sure making mistakes like someone who's never lived second class. Yeah. And, and, right. and that's weird to me, because she should be she should be more outspoken, or she should have made sure when they got back that there was some kind of thing. She should have been the one to say, 
we shouldn't lie about this to get people to vote because the second they find out they voted based on a lie we're well, no better I, than yeah Nellie. and that's my one thing i was like i'm i'm mad that nobody spoke up and they but i mean so uh, it's two things right one i'm mad nobody spoke up but then also they kind of they kind of smooth it over when they're just like i mean what's one more lie we've been lying the entire time Right, but and, see, in this instance, right. what's one more lie? It's a big one. After you've already yeah. cracked the train, people well, have lost their lives. But to be fair, to be fair, only in that room, only Ruth was there. Because everybody else there, I, and again, to, to me, this is one of, again, it's, I'm coming into the real scenario thing here. Yo, Bess? Uh, 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 Josie, uh, Alex, all of them, they were on Snowpiercer. And while it wasn't right. a walk in the park, they had power, they had food, they but had. That's they... what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. For them to come back into a situation knowing what they did to those people and have the first thing they do out their mouth be a lie. But no, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think they, I don't think they truly, I think that's why, that's why I like that, that, that conversation Pike has with Leighton. Because I don't think they do understand. I think they know they what happened. I don't think they really truly understand how fucking terrible it was leaving them there. I think they were just like, oh, no, no, this five to six months, you know, it's fine. You know, we, we've gone through this before and I'll work when I'm back. It's like, Layton kind of says it like that at one point. I'm like, no, 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 Layton, I don't think you truly understand. I don't think any of them That's, truly which is understand. That's why I thought you moved too fast in this mm -hmm. instance. And plus, oh, yeah. they could have spun it. With new girl saying, look, this is what we've been doing. This is what Melanie gave up for us. This is what we know. This is where the last place we went. It's getting warmer, but it's not warm enough. But it was warm enough that this woman was alive. So we need to go to the place that's even warmer than the one that we just saw. The well, Horn of Africa. And, and, that's, and that's what I don't understand. I don't understand. Because to me, so there's a couple of things, right? One, you know... I think that they really should have gone with to Leighton being turned. Because again, we say Leighton is a terrible leader because he's not a leader. They need to really have a council and they need to go that way at least and vote on this yeah. shit. Because having one person make all these decisions and making it Leighton, come on, guys, it's not a good it, thing. It's just, it's not it good. It just opens the it's, door. It, it, it but I think the that door. they're doing it on purpose. No, 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 no. no. So, not so the this, show. Not the show. Yeah. I think. Because remember, people were really, really pushing for who's going to be the representatives. It's got to be across all cast, classes. Mm -hmm. It can't just be you guys. It can't just be the mm -hmm. ones who were here. That was the big, huge thing before Wilford got there, mm -hmm. right? And then the whole mess with Wilford, the whole mess with Melanie, and you still had a divided train. I think the thing that he doesn't really realize is he no longer has a divided train, and they're not united behind him. They're not mm -hmm. united behind Wilford. But they're not united behind him anymore. They're not even united behind his cause. So to take that unification, to take that seed of hope, it's kind of like homegirl, you know, who she who really, really needs to deal with her claustrophobia. <laughs> Asha, yeah. Asha. When she said, no, I see what the hope of New Edom does for their souls. Well, and that's like, there's so many things like, again, I can, I, 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 if this was two years ago, I'd have been like, oh, this is rushed. Why would they do this? This is stupid. But I see people do this all the time. It's like, yo, you're making, you made a big promise. Mm -hmm. Cause, and I get why, right? Because, and I think this goes to what we were saying earlier about Leighton and them. 
it's it's the cycle. He's trying to break the cycle. Part of that is oxygen deprivation, but like outside of that, I get why he feels the desperation of we have to do this because at some point you guys can't stay on the train. It's just no, it's can't. going to it's always it's going to be it's going to always devolve back into that, you know, stuff like that. So I get why he's so desperate for this and why he was like it's all and he's really and at this point has gone it's all or nothing. If it's not this, then fuck it. Like I just don't care anymore. And it's also because he's got a baby and he's doing well, that thing. And this is what I think is a that. twisted take on um, character development that I actually like, and I, and I like it in the sense that they have taken all of the what is usually maternal urgency mm-hmm. and put it on, him. and they put it on Layton, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he's in here. He's like anything I've got to do, whatever it takes for my child, and my I've got to protect her rights. And this, that, and the third. Now, for me, I think that is a beautiful way to pick up on some of the themes that come from the original series because we've far abandoned the original remit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, we we were, we're gone. Yeah, but I think this is a really fascinating way to do that because that's not usually the way that you get these kinds of things or to see what's the driving motivation for someone's desperation and recklessness. And, and you know, logic would tell you, like someone asked me the other day, what did I think was my skill set that I would bring in to be an added value person in the event of the, like the disaster apocalypse? I said, pure and utter ruthlessness. And they were like, what the fuck? I was like, we're going to have a resource scarcity. You're going to waffle over who eats. I won't. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have to figure out what we fortify, when we fortify, and how we fortify it. And it's not going to be able to hold everybody. You're going to waffle over who we take with us or what, 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 what are the skills that we need to keep that are essential. I won't. I'm also the person who's going to say, not one single one of us makes all the fucking decisions. And if you try, I'll stab you in your neck. So mm-hmm. my ultimate ability and skill that I bring in that is pure, unadulterated willingness to be fucking ruthless. And there's no one on this train who does that. Mm-hmm. And because well, people think, <laughs> think that it's well, a villainous well, trait. Well, well, well. Okay. There is some. Okay. There is some, okay. We'll get to her later. There's, but there is somebody there, on this train. There really is. <laughs> I was like, there is somebody. I think it's time for us to get on the right side of history. <laughs> Viva la rebel motherfucking Lucian with your like an orange. She's also, but but see, honestly, even she's not pure and adulterated ruthlessness. She's mm. a fucking psychopath who also happens to be rational enough to be pragmatic Mm -hmm. and Leighton's baby mama is also a fucking sociopath who Mm -hmm. also happens to be selfishly narcissistic enough but therefore motivated for pragmatism I tell you one thing man this whole entire series is basically your dick is not your friend because Leighton like you know yes she has the paternal instinct but like I saw that look uh, on Josie's face when, when she walked in and Layton's over there hugging on Zara's stomach. And I'm like, Layton, you dumbass. First of all, I understand it's your kid. All right, I get it. Cool, fine. But you are spending still, you're still, the, you're not treating Zara like, oh, wait, she, this is just my baby mama. I understand it. We're going to, we're going to co-parent. We're going to deal with it. No, you're trying to still have a relationship with Zara knowing this woman is fucking crazy. And I remember seeing that first, I can't remember it was the first or second episode when the doctor was operating, was, was, was doing the, uh, the treatments on her. And I was like, I feel like she's probably in on this. This is not like, this is, this is yeah, not Wilford and them has- doing, I was like, this is not Wilford and them doing this on her unknowingly. She's in on this shit. And when she he, knows exactly 
what's happening right. to her. She is voluntarily going into the science lab mm -hmm. and letting them put her out. And when that doctor basically said, you should talk to Zara, and, and she, and call, as, as, as Layton is going off, rightfully so, Zara's looking at him, blank stare in her face. I'm like, dude, Layton, this is your fucking problem. You keep messing with this woman, and this woman will stab you in the back. She'll do whatever it takes to, to, for what she thinks is right at that moment. That, that is what Zara is. You have Josie over there she's who has cunning. your back. Like, like she's cunning, but also uh, like, oh God, she's the worst. She really she's malicious. She's a malicious narcissist, and yeah. I, you don't. She you know, I get the logic of not turning your back on this bitch and trying to. Oh, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, and no, always I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, it is what it is, and she is straight up a stone cold bitch. But um. Her 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 bitchiness comes from this place of fear and fear of not being important, fear of not mm -hmm. surviving, fear of um, not having leverage. I know people like her. Mm -hmm. I don't turn my back on them either. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't ever give them a reason to start thinking that they should paint circles with a dot in the middle anywhere on my person. So I get that. But on the other side of things. I, I take it back. There is someone on this train who has the appropriate level of ruthlessness. It's Josie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She also happens to be damn near indestructible. Right. She's, she's damn near Frosty the goddamn snowman over here. Fuck Frosty the snowman. She's straight up like Father Time cold. Right. right. Like, are you serious? She's Kronos at this but point. The, but that, but that's, and that's a, that's the thing, right? You, you have all these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's. You you see it and then and then it's frustrating and she was that way before because again remember yep. this is the second time now second season now where we've seen Layton come back and thinking that he's in charge and ignoring the women that were really doing the work right because uh -huh. there was that season I think it was the second season that Josie was doing that work in the back it was first season doing that work in the in the back of the, no, it was the first and second season. first and second, second season half of second season it was and Josie then, because she was it, there. As a hostage, and then and then this and then this season or in between the seasons, it was Ruth. Ruth literally living in sub zero temperatures, running the resistance. You know, she's and, out here like the master of the rats of Nim. Right, I'm like, I'm like, running at, children. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, at one point, did you have? Did you have? Did Layton have? Why haven't you not sit down and like? That's what we're missing. It's like, Layton, you should have yeah, sat down and talked to Before any decisions were made, you should there should have been talk, a debrief. Yes. Let me sit down and talk to... Nope. But again, but... but and, and to me, this is where... And this, this should frustrate me, right? It should make this why I go, is it really oh. a good show? I don't know, because of things like this. But then in the back of my mind, I'm going like, but that's actually realistic, though. He's a man. And that's, and that's why what, it's not making me angry right, because exactly. <laughs> they have managed to find a way to distill all of the things and the unreasonableness and the ridiculousness and the selfishness and the narcissism and and the ham-fisted understanding of civics and governance and regulation and group dynamics into these characters. And don't get me wrong, the season, the pace is a little uneven. Every once in a mm -hmm. while, it falters and plods. But this tortoise and the hare thing that they have going on mm -hmm. with this methodic unfolding and the new way in which they're wrapping around and using the intros. Yeah. Like episode four, I know I don't think episode four was a filler. I think that there's a very specific reason why we got what we got in episode four now. Mm -hmm. One, we need to understand why Alex has been back burnered mm -hmm. the way that she has. 
And we need to understand that she's been doing it to herself, Mm -hmm. that the further she gets away from Wilford, the less confidence that she had in her own skill set because of the way that he has indoctrinated and convinced her that she is an extension of him. Well, it also goes off of the thing we were saying where everybody runs a train tries to do it like Wilford. Mm-hmm. It's just a different. It's it's that episode of of uh of American Dad where the uh, Barry uh, uh Snot and, and Steve all uh, get take turns being the announcer in the school and each of them realizes the power I have and go crazy when they do it. Right? It's that kind of thing. It's like you're watching this like you're 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 doing exactly what and this and Wilford knows this because Wilford is a master of manipulating people. I mean, what he did to Kevin, what he did to uh, Audrey. Oh, shit. What he's done to Javi. Poor Javi, who is clearly all fucked up, right? That damn dog. Um, Yeah. Listen, the simple fact that the first thing they didn't let Javi do was kill that dog. And I say this as someone who does not like it when animals are harmed in the making of on screen, on the page, (laughs) on the screen things. But I think in this instance... Well, that, that that man that he needs some therapy. So that goes to my second thing, like, and go with yours. You're saying about ruthlessness, right? They repeatedly for, uh, they repeatedly fail to do what's necessary. Like mm-hmm. we're going and talking about, you know, uh, 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 Bess and and the fact that she, like, again, I'm like, you do realize Rose is out of his fucking. He should not be left alone. What are you doing? And her just, oh, he'll be fine. You see, Tom, I'm like, no, I thought he was going to kill himself. When he, but when he went and almost in, in, and tried to kill Wilford, and I was like, finally, somebody did what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and when you, and, and here's, here's what I know, they're not going to learn their lesson because it's like, Alex was able to fix the train without him, didn't need him. You don't need Wilford. You need to shove him out of the door. You need to let him die you need and stop to... knee-jerking right. to the way things were in the before times. That's why right. I think episode four was so vital. True. Like, you got the scene with Alex and her best friend. They're saying, well, we weren't trying to listen to music or book. We were trying to remember who we were and how we were before mm-hmm. the train, before the world changed. And then the flashback scenes with Melanie telling her, you need to confront him. Don't do what I did. Mm-hmm. I turned into him. Turn and confront him. Use what he gave you. Remember, it's yours now. You don't need him to keep it. And I, and also, it's the first time that that punk ass man listened to Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. You didn't have to have one of those moments that people. And I don't know why men do this. I think it's because this is your experience so much that you think. It is the dynamic that's supposed to exist. They didn't force this into a, a moment where she has to, at some point, scream, "Listen to me!" <laughs> Do men actually really think that that's how the conversation dynamic is supposed to go? That's the point at which you know that you have no choice but to listen. Is is because it almost without fail, it has become like a trope, especially in episodic television, where you just have that blow up moment and then the man realizes he needs to give the woman a moment to collect herself and then let her be heard like that that demand moment and it's and this is the first time on tv that i actually got to see it especially with someone who's a juvenile female Mm -hmm. because she's she is she over 20 yet i don't know if she is she is real real new she's like new adult right 
at max. So they've always treated her like she's a child until they needed her to do something heroic. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the first times in among a mundane task. They put her in a situation where she was definitely going to be in her feelings. Had this man look at her and say, oh, great. Now I got two people I need to take care of. And her look at him and say, I'm fine. I'm just trying to tell you where I am. I can do my job. And then them starting to fall back into the habit of, oh, well, we need this person. We can't do this. And then her actually getting him to say, no, look mm -hmm. at what I'm saying. Do you see it? Mm -hmm. And fixing the problem. So I don't think it was just about showing that they don't need Wilford. I also think it was more about illustrating the myriad of ways in which the point you made earlier is met happen yeah. that at the core center of this you have one person who thinks it's his responsibility to take everything on his shoulders because that's what the person before him did and the person before them did with e without either one of them realizing they're emulating the behavior of a malignant narcissist who really 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 was trying to establish his own kingdom And he just wanted the net, you know, the people to think they had some kind of say. So they'll stay in line. Then confronted with Alex and saying, no, he tested us. He put us to our endurance. And then he gave us a name and let us know. And, you know, the point that uh, I don't know why I don't remember that mm -hmm. other engineer's name. I think it's because he got on my damn nerve. Knox. What ben is it? Knox. Yeah, Knox. Oh, yeah. Loyalty. And she's like, it was more than that. He's like, oh, he made you feel special. He made you feel chosen. She's like, no, I was chosen. Mm -hmm. She's telling them how to use the unity on the train they just went back to. Because I think out of everybody who was on Snowpiercer, Alex understands exactly what the fuck happened on the train they left behind. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're not listening to her either. No, of course not. Um, and she's 20. Okay, cool. Yeah, so new adult. But I like it. I don't think people are going to be as enamored or as forgiving with episode season three as they were with season one and season two. Mm -hmm. Because stripping away some of the mystery and the procedural elements, capitalizing on a lot of the character development and dynamic that was established in season two, it makes it harder for people to pretend that there aren't elements in this that a lot of people like to just say is quote politics. Right. Oh no, it's you're seeing it all. Because that's what yeah. it has to be. You're because seeing that's, real, you're, that's the real world. It, and that's why I'm saying it, this this has become very, very real. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about your girl, uh LJ, which okay, first of my all, girl? Uh, uh, she's my Oh man, um, Oswaller, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. Like, dude, when, when, why would you try to marry? Why would you want to marry, or even why would you even want to date or fuck the woman Listen, who I used mean, to cut the dicks off of others? Look, let's just start with aesthetic. Ain't nobody cuter on the train. I don't know, but. Uh, Oswaller got a lot of enemies. So there's a lot of people that just straight off his list from jump. Valid. Valid. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, come on. He had a whole side scam running. He's straight up, like, he's just hoeing it up. Men and women. I was like, I'm. so he's already got that issue. And then number two, 
she's the gateway to give him access to being what he wanted to be his whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, got a lounge. He's got a piano. He's got gets to be the music man. And yeah, it's definitely a come, a come up for him. But like, come on. But, but I think at a basic level, they're kindred. Mm-hmm. He just forgets. She'll cut his dick off. <laughs> well, and you're right. I forgot that. You know, for they, I think they've done a really good job of of setting it up so that. These are literally the, that is literally the only person that will really kind of fuck with him on the train, right? Literally, right? He loses her. Right. He dies horribly Mm because he has nowhere he can go that's safe on the train anymore. Mm -hmm. He gonna get caught up somewhere in the cut and get cut. Mm -hmm. She's also the only person who's going to understand the value he has. And because she's also so young, because isn't she, she's Alex's age too. He, that petulant thing that she has. I have a friend who is super, 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 super swayed by red hair. <laughs> and I asked him this question. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you just get distracted by the hair and them legs. I was like, did you watch the same episode? He's like, I know. He's like, I know. She's murdery. But it's kind of hot. I was like, what? <laughs> it's, it's what? I was like, your dick is not your, your friend. I'm like, do I need to start vetting the people you date in real life? Is this something that carries over into how you date in the actual, or is this just a digital problem you have? Oh, I'm sorry. But, I, mean, I don't care how I, cute you are. If you, if, if you were known. It's not even like it was like one dude. It was like <laughs> serial castration. Like, she was a goddamn serial killer. Signature. She was, it was a signature thing. She was a serial killer. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure she also pretty much had her parents killed. Like, this is somebody you do she not like. She took her daddy eye out like it was right, nothing. Right. I'm like, I just, just, I, no. Annalise Basso is doing such a good job with this oh, role. Because yeah. even when he was like, again, it was like the episode two when he was like, well, shouldn't we do something? He's getting too far. And she's just like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And then. She goes, oh, well, Leighton Vex, so, um, Viva Revolution, and kills Kevin right in front of her, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at him in the background, he's just like, the fuck did I marry? And I'm like, like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. all of a sudden becomes real to him, right? Between, I I think, well, secondly to the other one where, um, she basically ran and tattled to, to, to Wilford, and then literally have a dick grabbing contest. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, I would like people like I was like, are we really we're gonna do to the pain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. I was like, I think she knew exactly mm-hmm. what would happen telling Wilford. No, she does, of course. I mean, everything well, it, just like he even called her on when she shows up and she and they she went to tell Wilford about them getting married she knew exactly what she was going to get from Wilfer from then she knows exactly what she does she doesn't do anything uh, she's another one of those that you know knows exactly what how to manipulate people and knows when the trick and the idea of like oh no no we'll switch time to switch sides she's you know? Ruka Salt mm-hmm. I never thought that I would see another person embody the character traits of Ruka Salt from the chocolate factory, the original Mm -hmm. so well. 
Like even down to the throwing a tantrum one minute and then calming herself down and pulling her hair back and straightening her clothes out and going, hmm, mm-hmm. it's fine. She's like that archetype. She's straight up and down Veruca Salt with a knife. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing I would like to say is why would you not tell someone who has not got zero experience of what happened on this train who to stay away from? Mm-hmm. Why are you just letting Asha wander around? Well, so that's the other thing too. So I, and that's the other problem I have, right? So, and, and again, because of what they did, it's like in the way they did it, well, now you have to have Asha walking around. And she's clearly yep. also out of her fucking mind, too. And I'm like... I mean, that was a lot of alone time. Are we really surprised? Right. And, 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 I, and I'm back with you. It's like, if you had told the truth, you actually might have gotten a little bit further. And, and that's always the thing, I think, that is such a true thing about everything that happens on Snowpiercer, right? The people in charge or whoever's running it always thinks that the truth isn't enough to get people to agree with them. And you mean, a lot of you mean what do you you mean on what do you mean on Snowpiercer? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? I know. But like I, I really, really kind of want to talk about it for a minute because that's one of the things I think that keeps me staple to the show. No, it is because like, it's, it's 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 such a pattern because I'm like Leighton, you found another survivor out there. You didn't need to. You didn't need to. You didn't need to like, dress it up and say it's New Eden. Say, hey, we found this person here at like you said before at one of these other spots. It wasn't as it wasn't as warm as we wanted it to be, but this person was still alive. We have yeah, one more spot to check. Me. Yeah, we have one more spot to check, and we let's think let's vote on it. Let's vote on it, and they might have said yes. But he was so worried that they weren't. He had to tip the scale. It goes back to that conversation that he had with 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 Ruth. And that's why I was actually. Um, I'm actually glad mm-hmm. he told Ruth. When Ruth was like, "Well, how are you? I mean, are you okay with the the outcome if they vote against you?" And of course he was because he was going to put his finger on the scale to make sure they didn't. And I'm like, just like well, egg, exactly. And and like, so what makes you different? And and what I love about this is again, it's the the cycle, right? The yeah. people underneath. Are, are are desperate and put another hope in. Some of them agree with it, and then you get people that agree. Like you now have people that were on the other side. You get the Josies, you get the 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 Tills, you get these people that you know were also lied to. Now going like, hey, what's one more lie? All right, cool. You're right. I mean, it's for the greater mm-hmm. good. Okay, it's so not, now there's they, no such thing as the greater good in the apocalypse. Exactly. And that's the thing that I really. There's no such thing as like 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 if the lie. If the lie, if denial, if refusal to deal with is your idea of the path for the greater good, you've already failed. You've already lost. And I can't think of a better show that's talking about this in the way that it needs to be talked about, in a way to where there are actual one-to-one correlations to the real world, right? I don't like liars. Mm -hmm. I, I have a very hard time dealing with people who think lying is useful, is a useful tool. I'm an excellent liar. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because it, one, it's a lot of energy and it takes a lot of bandwidth. And I don't like anybody enough to have to remember all the shit I don't lie to you about so I can maintain consistency to stay in control of you. I could control you with the truth just as easily as I can control you with the lie. 
And there's very few people on this train who understand that idea. And I love how they're making it play out, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can't wait till Josie's fed up. Right. He doesn't even see the problem in his periphery. I can't wait till someone slips up in front of LJ. And please, hello, where's Miss Audrey? Mm. Again, all the What happens when Miss Audrey finds out Wilfred's in a drawer? Mm hmm. Because the person who could fix some of the psychological damage they've got going on is Miss Audrey, but they can't use her because of the lie. And Ooh. she'll tell everybody they weren't at no damn New Eden. Well, yeah. Not only the lie, but then also the, she crazy. the fact that they broke her last time. Yeah. You know? Remember, we talked about it before that it was the worst idea mm -hmm. to put somebody to give somebody back a toy they'd already broken once. It's not that hard to re-break a toy when you know all the cracks are. And I don't think you get M Miss Audrey back. I will say Lena Hall is doing an amazing job playing that character. Mm -hmm. But there's just, there's just something at base level that I really find fascinating about how lying is an almost tangible character on this show. And it's also deeply ironic going back to the comment that you made about how people are making decisions and how they view things and what they think is important because before the pandemic, I really thought that if we ever got into a situation that was even similar to a closed world situation, like on Snowpiercer, pragmatism would make people realize that we need to force certain changes Mm -hmm. and then to force them and then to stick with it, right? But to see that we actually ended right back up in the cycle of exactly what happened when President Obama got elected, that the first thing that happened was a reaction to send him a Congress that was at direct odds to what was a stated purpose that he said for bringing change and undoing the programs and the structures that didn't work in government for the world that we actually live in now. So to be watching this show and watching, I was like, see, you're doing the same fucking thing and you got the same people and all those people know better because they know exactly what happened and y'all about to just, y'all are okay with this? It's a hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. And now post-watching people realize something as simple as you're not as many paychecks from poverty away as you thought you were. And their reaction being open back up the world, force the people who I think live to serve my needs back to work so I can keep pretending like I'm better off than I actually am. Mm -hmm. Rather than being, we need to collectively agree that we are no longer okay with our benefits passing through somebody else's hand. It's like on this train where Pike is like, so I got a question. We got any trees? Mm-hmm. 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 So that's Soon as Pike don't ask away, shut that shit down quick. Mm -hmm. you know? But and I just thought about it. You know what? They're so stupid. I know where Audrey is. Audrey's back down in, in, in third. Mm -hmm. They just they just released her. I'm like, but she mm -hmm. knows you guys didn't go there because everybody come on, guys, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like what? They just came back on the chain like money ain't a thing. Mm-hmm. And nobody's ever asked, like, like and, and, nobody, no, and nobody's asked, it's like, you're from New Eden, but why, why'd you leave New Eden if it was so perfect? Why'd you, 
Why'd you leave? Yeah, why you leave? Why were you? Why did we? How did we rescue you? Yeah, like, I'm like, so why bad? did? You, yeah. How did you end up where you were? And I don't care what anyone says. I think that the thing that she is struggling with is the fact she ate people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not as good as you think I am. I was like, you know what? You always putting your trust in somebody before you know whether or not you can trust it's a, them. It's a, it's, You're always yeah. making mm-hmm. somebody important, more important than they need to be before you know whether or not they can carry the weight that you want to put on them. Well, here's the thing. She also seems like she, she I mean, don't let Wilfred get his hands on her. Oh, yeah, no. She, he gets his hands on her. It's over. It's a mm-hmm. wrap. Mm-hmm. A yeah. wrap. Yeah. But you know what his real <laughs> is it- problem is? Wilford never lied to Josie. Mm-hmm. If Layton keeps fucking around, well, to be fair here, yes, has Wilford ever actually really lied? Yes, he lies all the time, just I mean, about stupid things. Well, I'm, like okay. his shoe size, okay, things like that. But like, I, I think you're right. I think when it comes to things like that, he doesn't lie to those. You know, when it comes, no, to like things, I said, it's just as easy to control people yeah. with the truth mm-hmm. as it is a lie. Wilford doesn't lie. Wilford is very calculatingly careful with the truth. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. lets people fill in the blanks for themselves with their fear. And he's given them an indelible reason and a record of seeing them through to make them be willing to do whatever he says mm-hmm. is the needful for survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I love about this show. And I think it's fascinating. And I was like, like and I think a lot of people may miss it, but like the conversation that they're having about fascism and 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 greed and socialism and greed, mm-hmm. and they're very careful not to use any of those terms. But they had a whole episode where two people got in trouble because they wanted a bath. Mm-hmm. And yep. this, this, what they're doing with deprivation and resource scarcity and the human psyche. Like, even the episode about where Ruth, you know, goes on her little date for some banana foster. Mm-hmm. She ain't asked Mike where he got that banana from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he tap danced around who he was before he was on the train. He never answered it either. <laughs> Mm-mm. He just wine dined and smashed. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't even know who he was in the tale. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like the way that they've softened the edges on things that it takes you a minute to remember. You're dealing with a murderer. Mm-hmm. Or you're dealing with someone who was perfectly okay with leveraging their position and their place in the class hierarchy against everyone. The only one who has truly evolved, who's truly been put through it and come out the other side a different person, is Ruth. And you have to remember, what's the last thing people saw happening to Ruth before Leighton got back? She was to sacrifice her arm, probably. Right. Yep. Right. I think all of this stuff is going to matter. I was a little hesitant to what I thought about and where I was landing on episode like mid episode two, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm gonna like this season. Mm-hmm. So I was actually happy that we waited and threw two more episodes before we talked because yeah, I'm back in the mess. You right, you right, mm-hmm. you right. 
This is you. I mean, I know this is the equivalent of your reality TV. Like mm-hmm. I watch Married at First Sight, you watch Snowpiercer, but I feel like we meet <laughs> in the middle real good at this, especially mm-hmm. now. It's so messy. It's so messy. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And it, it's so messy. And again, you just see everything going going around and, and how the stuff is. It's like, they really should. Like, I felt bad. Roche, Roche was so surprised. It was like, I mean, yeah, nah, he, you know, gave him, gave yeah. him what, he, know gave what he gave me. All right. You know, where's Miles? Hmm? You know what? Where's I Miles? still, we still don't. I, I, I think the actor just ain't because we haven't seen him since. Shit. I don't know. We saw him at the end of last season. I think the actor is no longer on the show. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, we haven't seen but him. I, no, I think the last we saw Miles, Miles was in the front end of the train. So he was probably in Wilford's custody. But so that's my thing. If I, I would think that, that Miles would have been another way for Wilford to, to, to play up on. On on Leighton, right? And so mm, Wilford thinks Miles is Melanie's. He does. Oh, but it just dawned on me when we, you started talking about like some of the things that we hadn't seen yet, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Where's Miles?" I don't. I'm I'm trying to see if the actor's even showing up on these. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look. No, he was only. They've only had him. They, they only oh, hold on because they have different ages. Maybe. No, he hasn't been on since season one, so I don't think the actor's coming back. Wow, I think they, I think they wrote him off. I think they. Let me see. A single trade was what season two. So we haven't seen him since season two, episode four. But you know what? Honestly, I. For where the show is going, it makes sense. Layton's got yeah. another kid coming. M- Melanie actually now has her actual daughter here. Where where does Miles fit in? No, I'm just I'm just thinking. My brain just popped back to the scene to where the wall slid out in the original movie, and there was a child in there oh. under the engine. That's that, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That'd be a terrible way to find out where Miles is. But I. <laughs> It just dawned on me because mm-hmm. I was looking at something on Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, you know what? We haven't seen Miles. Because yeah. I saw his picture, the, the actress picture somewhere else. Yeah. I was like, we haven't seen Miles. But I, I oh, so far the collective score for season three uh, for the audience score is 57%. What was the previous season? Season two's audience score is 77 and critic score is 88. Season one. What's the well, what's the critic score on on season three? Yeah, there's not enough uh, accumulated okay. critics watching it. I but I I'm I'm with you. I can see why people the score is lower mm-hmm. because it again, and this is going to be something that we've talked about this before. Be something different going into the next year or two. Cause I really think after this it'll be fine because I'm just seeing how we are trying to move we're moving past COVID. Um and people's memories will. I don't quickly know how fade. you move past something that ain't I don't, gone. I don't. Nowhere. I don't. Hey, listen. Okay. I'm, I'm not even. Trying, I'm not even trying to trust. You. I'm just saying, some folks out here <laughs> is trying to move past. No, the COVID, world has but, decided that we're right. going to treat this as. So, uh, yeah, but, I get it. I but, get it. Well, uh, I should say the country, not the right, world. But the country, well, no, no, there's some other countries as well. So it's not just. It's not we. People always make it seem like it's just the U.S. No, motherfucker, other countries out no, here. No, 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 no. I'm only going to speak 
for here. Right. I'm just saying. Because you know. I can't. I, I can't. I know. I know. But like, I guess what I was going to say is, um, but I think we were saying like, I think because it's still too new to some people. And in some ways, some you when your escape from reality is no longer an escape from reality because it's reminding you of what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think some people are having a hard time reconciling it, right? And I and yeah, yeah. and I'm saying this is somebody who I have that hard time too at some points. I'm like, ooh, this is ooh, too much. It's hitting too close to home. We go through this stuff. This is more realistic. Some of that. I don't this. I don't want to be preached to right now. Mm, come on, stop. This is making me mad. This is making me. I'm trying to avoid this stuff that I'm seeing in real life and things like that. So. I can but, see yeah, why that. Yeah, I, I get it, but I can see that. The, I I still feel like they're doing a really good job of keeping the allegory broad, mm-hmm. but keeping the characters relatable and contemporary feeling. Uh, I don't feel like they're preachy. I do think that because they've had to make modifications for how we work now, that some of the you know the shine has been buffed off. I do, and yes. because you're getting down to the meat of the issues, yeah, some of it hits faster. Mm-hmm. so yeah i could see that but i i still think that they're managing not to preach i also think people are just going to have a problem with how many women are speaking and who are loud and who are mission essential because i've 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 noticed that that seems to be a recurring mm-hmm. a resurging complaint and that the automatic visibility of more than one woman somehow makes something woke said as a pejorative and i can see that we are having a lot of existential backlash in what we are willing to give space to do its thing on tv Mm -hmm. in that arena like you know i just think some people like you were saying they want it to feel a further step removed and for some people their world view has kind of gotten shaken for who's doing what like right yeah. So if you're struggling with the fact that you're not the be all end all, you're not the center that's making things, you're not the pivot around which everything else is moving. And now you're watching a show where you have to deal with a lot of women being in roles that are pivotal to a story moving forward and making sense. And those are elements that you usually ignore. You could miss a lot of what the character development is. You definitely will miss a lot of what's going on with the story arcs. Like you didn't even really get clarity on what was going on with Zara and that baby mm-hmm. until um, the doctor came out the drawer and actually got to see those files and was able to talk to Layton as you know the expectant father, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, don't then, don't don't shoot the messenger. Hey, she wanted the shit, right? <laughs> yeah. But it also then turned to the conversation where he had to remind Zara what you've done is give him a ownership mm-hmm. of the one thing on here he had no part of and look what you did. And then you get the scene between Layton and Wilford after he's been stabbed with the, you know, the black, you know, mm-hmm. ooey stuff. And the first thing he said is how is our baby? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right then how to let that motherfucker die. We ain't calling no doctors. We ain't doing no mouth to mouth. He ain't getting a chest compression. It's only by the grace of God what, I wouldn't have put my hand over his mouth and my hand over his nose. He'd have died in that cell. I'll tell you what they, you know, Sean B must have a I'm not dying on this show clause. Yes. 
they taking a chance. He's like, he's like, you know what? I'm tired of that meme of me dying. So uh, I, I live. I live in this. Yo, Sean Bean's doing a great job. Uh, we, we talk about everybody else, but like, I'd be forgetting, man. He, Sean I mean, Bean is I mean, eating like, these seeds, like, man. Like, it just don't work without him as Wilford. It's no, it about. doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, I'm looking at this like, I hate Sean Bean now. Fuck. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm like, like, he always plays a character you kind of don't like in everything. But, like, I kind of, I really, really just do not like him. And I'm like, but he's also necessary. <laughs> Listen, like, I'm telling you, Sean Bean is now on that list with Danny Glover mm-hmm. for me. He's mm-hmm. got that character that I have to work real hard mm-hmm. to see past yeah. him to remember that you was a man I like. <laughs> Danny like, Glover got that serial killer oof, character. Yeah. He got Mr. And yeah. now here comes oh, Sean Bean Wilford. Oh my goodness. Like his Wilford is just, oh, it's just oh, so yeah. diabolical. It's so evil. It just, um, and just the right amount of hot? charismatic. He's like, oh. you know, you know, Javi, what's going on? Like just the way he was talking to like everything. Oh my God. He's just, oh man. You had a dog eat this man and now this man worked for you. And mm-hmm. he is not happy or feeling safe anywhere but with you. I mm-hmm. need you, sir, to teach me your ways without the mm. evilness. Can we do that? Well, Can we parse it out? No, because I think evil is how it works. It's, it's only. Okay, fair enough. It's I don't only, want it it only works with evil, so. No, but um, I mean, I'm like, like, like he should like, I swear to God, there's a couple times on this show, like when they were doing the flashbacks, I just felt like the episode title should have been how to build a family cult. Because mm-hmm. like it's all of second season in the flashbacks. It's just chef's kiss all the way. He got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Put outside. Almost blown up. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see his contract. But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But this don't work without him. It Mm-mm. just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. So. I appreciate all right. All um, we'll be back in three episodes. Uh, we'll be talking episode seven. Hopefully we'll around then. Uh, and then we'll round up after that. We'll do the last three. Um, also coming out on Movie for Later Review. So uh, Rose going to be writing a review of the first episode of the epic series from we're also once i see that first episode we'll throw a non-spoiler review up on the feed for that on on the feed for that and then we'll be doing um a spoiler review for the first four four episodes on premium that'll come in uh march also uh, we are both seeing the batman so uh, man i i've already talked about this with deep Home. i'm going in with no hopes and things like that but Maybe they'll surprise me and all they're just doing bad press. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. So look, I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to see Zoe in that cat suit. The yeah. rest is gonna be great. I have zero expectations except for the fact she's gonna wear at least three outfits I'm gonna be happy with. Yeah. So there's that. So but stay tuned for all that. And then uh we'll have the we're finally gonna have the expanse. Uh we're actually gonna have the first three episodes of the season of the expanse will be on premium this week and then Hopefully by next weekend, we'll have the last uh, three of the final seats. Stay tuned for that. So. Oh, I did want to mention, and I will say it again during The Expanse, if you are a reader of the books, in previous seasons, I keep talking about there are short stories, including the one that's a churn that's about our boy Amos. They are about to put out a book coming, I believe, in March or April that is going to be all of the short stories in one one place you won't have to go run around try to get them you can just buy them all together so save some money you really want to read the short stories trust me 
All right, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we will be out of here. Peace.